This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 137. Here's how to antivirus your money. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Okay, there you have it, guys. I figured I'd let Ron Burgundy break the silence. He was our uh, initial host for the day. And he's, of course, referring to nothing else than the turbulence that we've experienced in the markets lately. It's been an unprecedented last month as we're recording this in early April. And who knows what it is doing at this point now in, in your portfolio. We've had more thousand point swings and larger percentage swings in the last month than I've seen, you've seen, any of us have seen in our lifetimes. Two days in March, we had back-to-back 10% drop and 10% gain days in the market. That, that sort of swing hasn't happened since October of 1929. Guys, go back and think, what was going on in our world, in our economy in October of 1929? And on March 25th, 2020, we had the largest gain since October of 1987, the day right after the infamous Black Monday. So many investors are obviously noticeably concerned. They're panic selling. Others are being good little average, oh so average investors and uh, doing just what their investment advisor is telling them to do, which is don't look at their 401k and just hope and pray. But these massive losses and gains are happening in the market over just individual days now. And they're happening more and more often. So is it still a good idea to ignore what's happening to your money? Now, the longest bull market in history recently came to a crashing end after 11 years and two days earlier this year. And if you're a client of ours, or if you follow strategies similar to what we talk about on our show, like many of our clients, there's gonna be times over these last 11 years where you thought maybe you questioned your decision of putting your money in safe and predictable money strategies. When you thought maybe you might have been missing out on the stock market when it kept hitting record highs. Now, fast forward to the present, and we've just experienced the fastest fall in history from a record high bull market to a record bear market. With virtually the entire economy grinding to a halt, nobody knows how much farther this market's going to fall or how long it's going to take to stabilize, let alone return to its peak. Now, the VIX index, V-I-X, VIX index is an index that tracks the volatility and fear felt in the markets. It's at an all-time high right now. So that just reiterates that we're seeing on a day-to-day basis, the market is behaving irrationally. Now, many traditional advisors, financial advisors, stockbrokers are trying to calm their clients' nerves. They're staying late into the night. Uh, at their offices, possibly now working from home at their kitchen tables, uh, hoping that their clients won't sell. They're hoping that they can uh, truly take care of their clients, I know, but are they truly motivated only from altruistic perspectives? So Pippa Stevens from CNBC recently had some advice. Uh, Pippa said to hang in there in the markets. They, you know, 
quote, panic selling not only locks in the losses, but it also puts investors at risk for missing the market's best days. Looking at the data going back to 1930, Bank of America found that if, the, if a typical investor missed the S&P's 10 best days over each decade, the total returns of that investor would be just 91% over 90 years, basically 1% a year, which is significantly less than the 15,000% return the investor would have had over that same 90-year period since 1930 through the downturns. So Pippa said, quote, we're urging investors to avoid panic selling. The best days generally follow the worst days for stocks, end quote. Now think about that statement for just a moment. The best days generally follow the worst days. And that is a correct statement. The S&P 500's largest percentage gained days tend to occur in clusters right around the worst performing time for investors. Now, from time to time, that's maybe, let's look at the example in the most recent history from February 24th, 2020 to March 20th, 2020. If we cut the top 10 best days of the last month or so, we would have only made 6,000 points, but we would have lost almost 10,000 points in the same period of time. So that's a negative 30%. Even though we got those best days in there, we would have had a negative 30% in just one month. So the advice to hang in there and buy and hold uh, during a bear market is steeped in the myth of buy and hold investing. Now check out episode 51 for more about what we think about investing, uh, the philosophy of buy and hold. To summarize that episode, buy and hold fails as a strategy because of one thing, human psychology. Try as you might, you are not a robot. I am not a robot. Emotions drive our decisions with our money. Heck, emotions even drive your robo-investor. The algorithms that are inside that robo-advisor uh, is, is a platform that's coded by humans. And they're all built on the same rules. In fact, due to so much money being managed by algorithms, it actually has helped accelerate and even exacerbate the market's recent plunge. Since software can act and trade in a millisecond, the swings in the market will be faster and more severe. In other words, if you're listening to this episode a year from now, and somehow we made it through the apocalypse we're going through right now, uh, if we're all still using trading software in our investment accounts, then we're still going to be exposed to a brand new type of risk that our parents and grandparents never had to worry about. That risk is called algorithm risk. And that algorithm risk adds a massive amount of volatility to the market during periods like we're experiencing right now. Now, I agree, totally agree that no one should be panic selling their portfolio. Uh, as the research firm Dalbar has made clear, individuals underperform the benchmark index over time by allowing behaviors to interfere with their discipline of investing. Over the last 20 years, the S&P 500 has done about 8% annually, but the actual investor has returned only half that much for themselves, which is a big deal. Even if you're just tracking an index fund, you might be doing only half what that index fund is saying it can do. And a recent article kind of put this to, uh, to a point. Uh, on March 27th, James Stewart public published an article in, in the New York Times whose headline says it all. It was titled, quote, I became a disciplined investor over 40 years and the virus broke me in 40 days. Wow, what a title.
He goes on in his article to say he built a fortress of investing rules from the 1987 stock market crash to the bull market of the 1990s, to the tech bubble, to the tech bust, to the real estate run-up of 2006-07, to the financial crisis of 2008. And yet he writes, I've owned stock for nearly 40 years. I've lived through, survived, and even prospered through four crashes. I vowed never to trade in a panic. I made a rule, never sell on a down day and never buy on an up day. But the recent market fall has been nauseating. Yet I know this is a time to be buying stocks based on rules I've developed over decades of investing. But in order to do, to do that, I have to log on to my brokerage account. And when I do, that first number I see is the current market value of my portfolio. I haven't lo looked into my accounts in days and I don't want to look now. I decide I'd better check the weather forecast instead and then there's some email to catch up on and an hour later, I've done nothing. I'm paralyzed, end quote. When the most recent market crash came, the oh-so-average media's response was full of, hey, you know, no one could have seen this coming. No one could have seen this market crash coming. Like it was a big surprise. But wait, was it really a big surprise? I mean, this is, guys, this is the third major market crash we've experienced in just the last 20 years. Now, what about you? Did you see the coronavirus epidemic coming? Did you anticipate the disruptions to travel, schools closing, major events being canceled, quarantines, cities and states declaring states of emergency, employees being told not to come into work, and chaos at stores as people panic buy toilet paper and other necessities? Did you expect the Saudis and Russia to start an oil price war precisely as panic over COVID-19 was re reaching a fever pitch, causing crude oil prices to collapse to their lowest price in over 30 years? Did you see in January, multiple days in just March of the same year, where investors would wake up drowning in so much fear that panic selling would cause a circuit breaker to trip and halt trading for 15 minutes in the markets to hopefully allow panic to subside? I certainly didn't. I didn't see any of this coming. No one anticipates any of these things happening. They're called black swans for a reason. Uh, events that come seemingly out of the blue that you could not foresee or even guard against. And it's been a heart-stopping wake-up call for investors who've become complacent over 11 years, believing somehow, once again, that the market only goes up. But honestly, we've learned this lesson before. The stock market is a beast you can't predict or control. It's never been that way. It never will be. And yet, we still get commentary from the oh-so-average financial investment advisors claiming that we can just not time the market. We just need to hold on and buy and hold because market timing doesn't work. Of course, investment advisors are telling you to hang in there and be fully invested at all times. Just give them your money, lie back, be mesmerized with their fancy vocabulary and software and their confidence in the market's recovery. I'm starting to think of our beliefs about the stock market a little differently now. Our beliefs about the stock market and retail investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs, I'm starting to think we view it almost like we might view an abusive relationship. And I know that's a crazy way to think about it. And I'm not saying the stock market is bad or abusive. I'm saying the way we think about the stock market is bad and abusive. We talk about our beliefs about the stock market like they're one in the same with an abusive relationship. We say things like, this time it's different. It always comes back. Don't look at it when it's hurting you. 
it's your fault you're in this position. Now, guys, the truth is when we lose money, even paper wealth in the markets, we have to spend more time and more investment return getting it back. In fact, if you missed just the 10 worst days over the last month, you'd come out ahead over the buy and hold strategy. So why do investment advisors tell us to buy and hold? I'm thinking maybe it's so they can sell us and keep us. Here's a fact. No legendary investor in history has employed the buy and hold investment strategy as their primary means for attaining wealth. Even the great Warren Buffett sells his investments. And sometimes he sells them at the wrong time. Even the Oracle of Omaha is human. But this market crisis is not just a mathematical exercise in watching the markets and picking the right strategies. This is a massive change in our American culture, our world economy, and our capacity to cope with both a human health tragedy and a financial crisis at the same time. And it is a human health tragedy. My concern and my prayers go out to each person who's been affected by the virus. Their human life, their financial life are wrapped into one, it seems. And in addition to the human health toll, news outlets like Reuters and financial analysts like Goldman Sachs are recently uh, doing studies and reports saying that the recession being brought on by the closing down of our economy might bring as much as 32% unemployment. 32% unemployment, one out of three people without a job. Even if that's half true, guys, that's still 150% as bad as the Great Recession of 2008. Now, it wouldn't be so scary if, if it weren't for the fact that Americans already had very little savings outside of the stock market, according to the Federal Reserve. And this leaves many people worrying over just how badly the retirements are going to be scuttled here. We don't know how the market sell-off we've experienced is just a you know blip on the radar, if it's a lookout below type plunge, like what happened in 2008 and 2000. Could it be your 401k is about to become a 201k all over again? Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. The government is looking for ways to stimulate the economy, like payroll tax cuts, massive deficit spending, putting cash right into people's hands. And of course, this is going to goose the market, at least temporarily. It's going to be like putting pedals on, a, on, on a, someone's chest to kind of shock us back to life. But it's not going to cure the coronavirus. No stimulus check is going to help people get back on airplanes. It's not going to help the Saudis and the Russians play nice together. And by the way, why should sneezes or the price of oil have anything to do with your retirement savings? When almost half of U.S. households age 55 and older have nothing saved for retirement, according to the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, many people uh, are going to have to take big pay cuts when they leave their employment. And many who have at least a little bit saved are doing a lot worse than earlier generations. After a 40-year-long shift, from in, in, since the early 80s till today, from traditional pensions to individual 401ks, Americans' financial security is now literally defenseless against whatever virus or crisis comes along. We simply haven't saved for a rainy day. And now we couldn't have handled a, a financial drizzle, and this is more like a torrential downpour. Goldman Sachs says that we could have a reduction in the GDP of over 30% this year. 30%. Now, I want to kind of think through what's going to happen in the coming months, and then I want to talk about how you can antivirus your money. Now, in the coming months, we're going to see this trend, which was already started, continue to accelerate. Uh, it's a fact that 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 years old every single day and will for the next 20 years in this country. 10,000. 
That means as of the airing of this episode, 600,000 boomers have reached their age 65, what some might say their retirement age, in the midst of what we've all been going through, a health crisis, a financial crisis. These 600,000 baby boomers thought on Valentine's Day that they could retire this May. But now it looks like they might have to keep working for the foreseeable future. Or if they're like most boomers, they might be forced into retirement, quote unquote retirement, due to layoffs or health issues. Many boomers are forced into retirement to take care of a loved one or their own health is failing them. So for many boomers, they don't have 10 years to get back what they just lost in the most recent downturn. And if we look back on the recessions of the last 100 years in this country, I see that it takes between 16 and 25 years just to get back to pre-crash levels. And many boomers uh, have been or will be fired, unfortunately, as a result of this crisis. And when you're in your 50s or 60s when you get fired, you will not be as hireable, unfortunately, when things and if things do finally settle down. Now, those 600,000 boomers and the 10,000 more retiring every single day, they're all going to be taking money out of the stock market to cover their groceries and gas in their retirement years. That's going to put more pressure on the stock market, already suppressed stock market. And more boomers are going to be retiring early. They're going to be taking money out of their stocks to buy groceries. Add to that reality a recent uh, law passed through the CARES Act that the government now allows younger people to take money out of their 401k through early withdrawal penalties without an early withdrawal penalty up to $100,000. So I'll say that again, if you're younger than 59 and a half years old, you can take up to $100,000 out of your 401k or IRA if you've been affected in any way by the virus uh, and that'll be able to be pulled out without any penalty. With all the people doing that, wouldn't that add some significant downward pressure on stocks? Now, one more interesting layer on top of this cake here, all of the corporations uh, in this country, many of the big ones especially, up until recently were inflating their own stock price by doing something called stock buybacks. And as recent as November 2019, Goldman Sachs said buybacks were the dominant source of market demand with $700 billion bought in stocks last year alone. The most dominant source of money going into the stock market last year was the corporation's own stock purchases. And many of those corporations were actually going into debt to buy their own stocks. That's right. These corporations had nothing better to do with their money than to buy their own stock, not investing in their employees, not developing better products for the consumer, not building newer equipment, or even marketing their own company. They were just inflating their own stock price. And all of that money came from you and me buying stuff when times were good for us. And now that we're not buying as much stuff, of their stuff, the corporation's revenue have dropped because no one's buying their stuff since millions of consumers are now unemployed. Major corporations don't have the, the cash that they once had to buy their own stock price. Without them inflating their own price, that's going to add even more pressure to push down on stock prices. What does all this mean for you and for your money? It means that, honestly, we've all been infected with a money virus. We've been infected for a long time, and it means now we might even be in critical condition. It means that we can't go back or expect to go back to the way things were before this crisis hit. You cannot unscramble an egg. You cannot unbake a cake. 
But what you can do is to protect yourself and even thrive in the midst of this new reality. We have a brand new game to play starting right now. You have the right, you have the ability, and you have the right to antivirus your money. Think about it. Even if they lay off a third of the workforce, there's plenty of capital in this country to rebuild. It's not like we're tearing down a third of the houses or scrapping one third of our airplanes or equipment. No, they might be mothballed for a while. Americans will eventually find a new use for all of these capital assets we have in this country. Who's going to be the ones at the helm of the rebuilding? Maybe it could be you. Maybe it could be you. If you've already chosen to opt out of the conventional financial wisdom, congratulations. You've avoided the oh-so-average financial advice and you've charted your own not-so-average financial revolution for your family, for your business. Great job. Pat on the back. That's awesome. And now, now the real work begins. This is the time that makes or breaks fortunes. This is when you can see a fortune that's created and that will last for generations. If you've already got a bank on yourself type policy, you have advantages and options that many other people would kill for right now. They just don't have it right now. You've already antivirus your money. Here's what I mean. Number one, if your money is in anything other than a bank on yourself type policy or similar financial strategies, your money is in quarantine and you've got to break it free. Your money's liquidity and access to that cash will rule the future. A lack of liquidity and access to cash was creating a big problem for a lot of investors, companies, and families. But a bank on yourself policy and a policy owner can take a loan against their cash value. Up to 90% of their cash value could be accessed for any reason at any time with no questions asked. The money will typically be in your checking account in less than a week. It would help you weather this storm or any storm in the future, any extraordinary challenge that you might face today. But don't forget, it's also a chance for you to take advantage of extraordinary opportunities and investments you might discover in the new world. When you borrow from a policy, you set your own repayment schedule. You skip payments if you need to without fear of anyone calling you at dinner time or repossessing things or dings on your credit report. You can pay down the loan on your policy anytime when you're back on your feet. Now, we unfortunately know many of our clients have or will lose their jobs and others will have to close their businesses or even lay off employees, but they have their cash value in their life insurance policies to help them make it through this tough time. They've antivirus their money. Some of them have even got several years worth of expenses saved up in their policies for just such an emergency. I know that my wife and I could make it several years with no income at all, just living off our money saved in our policies. That's not to say anything other than to say that we and our clients have been preparing for this eventuality for a very long time. Think in the future for a moment. It's easy in the midst of a crisis to get super focused on the present, but I want you to think with me into the future. We've had three major market crashes in just the last 20 years. How many more market crashes do you expect over your lifetime? Do you want to be prepared for those? Do you want to have happen to you next time what's happening to you right now? Is this the last black swan you expect to ever see? Or might there be more? Many real estate investor clients have taken a policy loan to purchase real estate, rental real estate, for example. If you're one of our many real estate investor clients following our investor strategies like the Burr Method, 
then you've maybe you've hoped that their your tenants in those properties would be paying you rent to help cover your bank mortgage. But if your tenants lose their job and they stop paying rent during this crisis, you still have the ability to pull from your policy to cover your mortgage payments. And you're not required to repay that policy loan during any number of months or years that that rental cash flow stops. You'd be protected and the policy will continue to grow on a guaranteed basis, which brings me to my next point. It's not just about hoarding cash for emergencies. What stocks look good right now? What stocks are on sale right now? What real estate might be coming down in value? What opportunities could you take advantage of with your cash? It's only possible if you first antivirus your money. The next step in antivirusing your money is to ensure that your money gets a guaranteed annual growth on your cash. So add to that any gains you got last year, you must be able to let that money get locked in. You got to have locked in gains each and every year going forward, like a stair step going up that you can't go back down. The problem with the stock market is you might go up one step this year and then tumble down next year. When we see big swings in the market, what we don't see is the amount of gains that we'd have to achieve just to break even. Have you ever done the math on that? Let's say I lose 50% of my money this year in the stock market. I think in my mind, I only need to make back 50% just to break even, but that's technically not true. If I lose half my money this year, I've got to double my money next year just to break even with where I was two years previous. That is a sick financial system. That money has a virus. Now contrast that. Not a single one of our clients have lost a penny in their accounts with us since this market crash began. Their increase in net worth has not skipped a beat. Even as the rest of the financial world stumbles in financial sickness, each of our clients will receive dividends on top of those guaranteed increases this year. And guys, some of our dividend rates at some of the insurance companies have actually gone up since this year began. Imagine that for a minute, getting a pay raise in the midst of all this. It's important to remember that these insurance companies have been with us and been here before. I, I want to quickly read a quote that I got from a CEO of one of the insurance companies that we work with here at our firm. Uh, the, the quote reads, quote, while the impact of these conditions may seem unprecedented in the moment, in many ways, our company has been here before, and we have delivered financial security for our customers for nearly 170 years. The Civil War, two world wars, the Spanish flu pandemic, the Great Depression, the financial crisis of 2008. Throughout these disruptive moments in history, we have been here to provide stability and security to our customers time and again." End quote. Now guys, talk about security in financially turbulent times. Okay, so finally, number three, to antivirus your money, you've got to have a trusted advisor working on your side of the table. It's not just financial tools in your tool belt that get you through a crisis. You can't just walk into the jungle with a machete and hack your way through. You also need a guide. You need a trusted advisor, someone who you know has your back and can help you weather any storm. We're not meant to live life alone. It's ironic in a beautiful way that this health crisis that we're all going through right now, which has pushed many of us into isolation, it's ironic in a beautiful way that it's also binding us together more so than any other event, like nothing we've ever seen before in our lifetimes. We all have a shared common experience, even as we sit alone in our homes. I mean, for us, we've had more phone calls and been privileged to work with more of our clients in the last month than any other month in my company's history. 
Our beloved clients are asking us questions, making adjustments to their financial plan. Some are asking us questions around how to take out policy loans to cover their bills while they're unemployed. Others are increasing lump sums that they're moving in out of risky assets, like the stock market, for example, and into safer or more secure financial strategies like bank on yourself and the income maximization strategy we recommend through our firm. Now, this is not an I told you so kind of episode. It's not even a don't invest in the stock market episode. I want to be very clear about that. It's a clarion call. This market is not done with volatility. Whether you're listening to the show right now as it airs in April 2020, or if it's April 2025, or even beyond that, you're still able to make a choice with where you put your money. You don't have to be stuck, quarantined, without your cash. By the way, if you feel alone, please don't. We're here to help you. We're here to talk through this difficult situation, as well as give you some baselines, establishing a baseline to grow your money so that this never happens to you ever again. You can antivirus your money. Just call us at 1-800-962-9141, or you can go to our site, nyafinancialpodcast.com, and click request a meeting. And we'd love to sit. We'd love to listen with you. We'd love to be a listening ear. Sometimes the listening ear is the best medicine. Now, we can also be your guide, if you wish, to walk you through what might be a very turbulent future and help you survive and even thrive. So that's nyafinancialpodcast.com and click request a meeting. I mean, if this has happened three times just since the year 2000, how many more times is this going to happen during your lifetime? How many more times will you allow it to happen? Now, I know those are tough words, but now that you know that you don't have to participate in the market drama, will you continue to? Think back to middle school. If you were being teased at the cool kids table and you noticed another table where the kids were being treated fairly, would you move your butt across the lunchroom or would you stay because that's where the cool kids are? Please unsubscribe if you'd stay and get teased. However, you are welcome at the not your average nerds table with me. It's scary to pick that lunch tray up and walk, but what happens if you stay? So that's it for our content for today. I hope you liked it. Uh, I really enjoyed putting some thoughts together around where we are with the market. And thank you for walking through that with me. We're going to have, a, I think, a very fun and informative and actionable webinar that we'll be putting on as a result of some of these turbulent times. The webinar is April 25th at 10 a.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Eastern. So that's Saturday, April 25th, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And we're going to be talking through what you can do to build real wealth, not paper wealth that goes up and down with the whims of the market, but what you can do to build real wealth in turbulent times. Go to our show notes and there's an RSVP link where you can pick a time, uh, pick that out and uh, register for our limited seating we have for that webinar. Again, the time is Saturday, April 25th, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern for that webinar next Saturday. Uh, also wanted to give a quick listener shout out. I want to thank Clarice Gomez. She writes, awesome podcast. The host of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast highlights all aspects of business, investing, and more in this can't miss podcast. The host and expert guests are offering uh, advice that's inf and information that's helpful to anyone that listens. So thank you, Clarice. I appreciate that. Finally, I need to hear from you guys on the question of the month. The question of the month is, uh, what's a creative way you've paid off your debt? What's a creative way you've paid off your debt? And I do need that uh, by just April 20th. If you can get it to me this weekend as we're recording this, 
uh, and airing it on April 17th, just three days from now. So if you're hearing this today, take 90 seconds and give us your thoughts. What's a creative way you've paid off your debt? Maybe you got a side job. Maybe you borrowed it from a buddy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you uh, found some other creative way to pay off that debt. But I'd love to hear from you. Quick little uh, comment from you. You can go to speakpipe.com slash NYAFP. Speakpipe.com slash NYAFP. And for this and all things, I want to just say to you guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.